Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Adam Tarno, joined as always by Todd Wagner. Hello, Adam. Hello, friends. Todd, question this week is, what is one of the biggest mistakes a pastor can make? Yeah, I think any leader um, needs to make sure that they remind themselves that the organization, especially if they're leading a church, is not their organization. They are underneath someone else's leadership. And so it's not up to them as to how they should lead. Um, Paul says this when he was meeting with the leaders of the church in Ephesus in Acts chapter 20 and verse 27. He said, I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole purpose of God. And, uh, and he said, I want to make sure that you are on guard, that you lead the same way, in effect, okay? Um, because God has made you overseers of the church of God, which, by the way, he purchased with his own blood. So this is a really big deal to him. He's gathered these people, he's called them out of darkness, and he's given them to you, and he wants you to teach them, as Jesus says in the Great Commission, everything that I have commanded you or commanded them. And um, you gotta make sure that you're not trying to build your little kingdom. And so I have, over the years, said again and again that the reason I've seen most churches be incredibly ineffective is because most pastors cut a deal with their body. I think this is the biggest mistake pastors make. Okay, um, they tell people they want them to come to church as if church is something you can come to, right? I, I don't like to tell people welcome to Watermark as an example because you can't welcome people to a people. What you can do is welcome to this gathering of the church that is here. But you can start to think that the church is a place, the church is a, a building, or the church meets for an hour every week. Okay, it doesn't. And too many times, most pastors want folks to come, validate them with their presence, okay, and then uh, have them give them enough money to keep the lights on, and then in return, the pastor doesn't ask too much of them, and then they both tell each other that they're doing what God wants them to do. That is a deal you don't want to make, okay? If your pastor just wants you to show up and shut up and pay up, he is not God's pastor. You ought to read Ezekiel 34. Ezekiel 34 talks about the false shepherds of Israel that are trying to make themselves fat, all right, they want more followers, more congregants, more listeners, more people who say, hey, you do an awesome job. In fact, uh, you know, the verse, verses right before Ezekiel 34, at the very end of Ezekiel 33, um, God's telling Ezekiel, hey, these people, they see you like a sensual song, like when it was a beautiful voice who plays well on an instrument, right? They love that aspect. They love to come and hear you, uh, but they don't practice what you say. And he says, your job, Ezekiel, is to teach and lead them in a way so at the end of time, as it comes to pass, as surely it will, they will know that there's been a prophet in their midst. Pastors that fail to shepherd their sheep and instead um, do nothing but uh, want their sheep to grow in number and not be healthy, um, sheep that are, if you will, fattened on the teaching of the word and that are producing the wool okay, the work of sheep, that's a false pastor. And I think a big problem is that pastors can sometimes think they're doing God's work if their church is growing. And, um, you know, Hebrews 13, 17 says this. It tells people, first of all, it says, obey your leaders and submit to them, okay, for they keep watch over your souls, and then this is the line that will sober you, as those who will give an account. Now, be careful, pastor. Okay, because it doesn't mean that God's going to look and say, hey, I counted how many people listened to you. And way to go. You had a mega church of listeners. I, I, I got a really, not just a sneaking suspicion, I think I got biblical support that pastors that are happy, that make the mistake 
of measuring the success of their ministry by, uh, by butts and seats or by the size of their budget or by the size of their buildings um, are going to find out that God wasn't very pleased with the way they shepherded the flock of God among them that he purchased with their own blood. Not to listen to you or to build your ego, but that you were to equip for the work of service. And so, Pastor, don't make that mistake. So if somebody's listening right now and they think they're sitting in a church where the pastor has cut this deal, how would you encourage them? Oh, man. Well, I would encourage them um, to not support that ministry if it continues. Yeah. I would, I would um, begin to have a conversation with my pastor say, Pastor, I love your doctrine. Your orthodoxy is amazing, but you don't call us to orthopraxy. And if I'm to imitate you, I don't want to be somebody that just wants to, to redefine my message to make people like my message. And I feel like you're not calling us to something great. Uh, there's a famous antidote about Lincoln that he at times would go to a, a little Presbyterian church in New York and he would sneak in and sit in the pastor's study and listen. He was leaving one time and uh, his aide said to him, President Lincoln, what do you think about the message today? And Lincoln said, well, the message was well formed. Uh, his oratory skills were excellent and uh, he presented it with clarity. And then his aide said to him, so you think it was a great message? And he said, no, the pastor failed. And he goes, what? He goes, what do you mean? You just described what I think is a good speech. And he said, the pastor failed because he failed to ask of us something great. Mm. Pastors that fail to ask something great of their people, that they would live for Jesus, live for the kingdom, they'd be faithful witnesses and servants of Christ. Pastors who don't do that are not faithful pastors. They are doing something else. And I would tell you that you want to uh, find a place that you can be shepherded in a godly manner. That's great. Great answer, Todd. Thank Don't you. support that ministry. Yeah. You're accountable. If you're keeping not just with your presence, but even with your gifts, that church going um, that isn't calling people to be and make disciples, I think that's on you, just like that pastor cultivating that kind of church is on him. Yeah, so good. Well, check out the show notes. There'll be some other really helpful resources there. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll talk to you again next time.